Hey everyone, it's KBD Radio Time, and I'm your host, Autumn Agar, and I feel like I deserve a participation trophy for managing to put on real pants today. Today we're talking to designer Rachel Moriarty, which, if the weather near you is anywhere near as gloomy as it is here, you should definitely go check out her portfolio for a pick-me-up. Rachel, it is so great to have you here with us today. Thanks for having me. So, you know, you're kind of the color person. Um, so, you know, when did your interest in color first begin and how has your understanding of how to utilize color in a space kind of evolved over the course of your career? My interest in color started pretty early on. Um, when I was 12, for some reason, everything shifted for me and I really got into self-expression. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, I was like totally into painting my room and I did it black, nice. and uh, which is like unusual color, right? You would think for me, but I would just like add on like record record albums, really colorful mm-hmm. art on it. So it would pop off. And I started shopping at thrift stores at that time and wearing all like 1960s, totally mod little shifts. And um I started collecting um, scarves. I came across a, a designer called Vera Newman, who does this really pop, really colorful pop art. I still collect her. Mm-hmm. And um, that was like kind of my um, gateway drug into color, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You've used color in such a way that, you know, something I've, I've noticed in your project portfolio is that you always describe the mood you aim to create in a space in a very kind of cool, succinct, three-word description usually. You know, how do you begin to understand and kind of distill the story that a client wants to portray in a space? Mm. So I noticed early on when I would start working with clients that um, when they would describe a design style, that what they were picturing in their head wasn't kind of aligning with what was in my head. And then I would notice that a style, even from designer to designer, was different. Um, You know, and so it just wasn't a good way for me to go down the design, you know, go through the design journey with a client. So I started using um, moods. And um, asking them how they want to feel when they're in a space. And it just made everything a whole lot easier for me. Um, You know, especially because I use color a lot. If somebody says they want a space that's soothing and serene, it's going to take me to a certain color palette. If they want, you know, cheerful and bright and creative and energetic, that's, you know, that helps me, informs where I'm going to go, you know, basically on the color wheel. and, you know, they're not always able to tell me exactly the the feeling. I actually do, you know, distill it even further with right. from our conversations. Um, and sometimes we're talking about, like, the functionality of a space. Um, you know, sometimes they want to feel, like, affluent in a space. Um, you know, and then I'll kind of go in and basically get it down to three words that are just my North star throughout the whole um, process. And then, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of helps me move the, the project along because I can say, you know, you said you, when you entered the space that you wanted, you know, to feel energized and that, you know, I took that and that this is what I selected. And it just helped me move the, pro- you know, the decision-making process down a little further, but yeah. quicker. 
and also at the end, selling it back to them. Like, do you feel, you know, and kind of like you said, this is how you wanted to feel in the beginning. Does this make you feel that way now? You know? And so, right. um, for me, it really has just been about speeding up the, the process. Um, selling it and closing the sale, basically. Right. So it's really helped me. And it's just also kind of the way that my brain thinks. And so um, that's why I, I always work in, in more moods of spaces than styles. Do you find that there are some moods that pop up quite frequently in certain spaces? Mm-hmm. Serene. Serene is one. Um, creative. Uh, you know, I, I think because I put so much color out there that I get a certain kind of client. I get an artist, a budding artist, somebody who may not work um, and, you know, really identify as a creative, but they, they kind of have that, you know, a little passion for it. Um, so I feel like I... I attract that client over and over. And right. so that's, that's another one. And then the, you know, of course the serene. So they just want, you know, to, to kind of relax, you know, a retreat from the world Definitely. sort of thing. Definitely. And yeah, we mentioned a little earlier, um, you have a very distinctive and, and engaging and really cool personal style. So, you know, and you've made that kind of a big part of your design brand. So I'm wondering, you know, how does kind of incorporating your own personal fashion into your business's brand benefit a design business? And, and you know, what kind of influence does that have on the types of clients you draw? Okay, so really interesting because my last job before this one, um, this is my sixth career, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yes, I a little bit of everything. So I started in fashion. Mm -hmm. um, I've been through furniture, the furniture, you know, industry, visual merchandising, photo styling, advertising, and funnily enough, even private banking. I, my last <laughs> um, career, be yeah, before this one was private banking, and um, serving servicing like high net worth individuals and businesses. Sure, and. Um, so it really took some time. It was the middle of 2015 when I started this iteration of, of my design business. And um, it was funny because I was always like a creative trying to fit into a corporate environment. Mm -hmm. And so I really had to almost like an onion kind of unpeel, unpeel, to kind of get to the core of me. Yeah. And um, the more I did that, the more, you know, layer after layer that I got down to my true self, which is what you see today, um, which is a blend of, you know, you know, some people say it's like Mrs. Roper. <laughs> from, <laughs> basically. That's fantastic. <laughs> exactly. And so once I kind of got to where I landed today, it really shifted everything. You know, today we all have personal brands, right? I mean, a lot of us are still resistant to that idea. They don't even, you know, a lot of designers don't even like the term, you know, brand. And so, sure. but we are because we can all, all of us, you know, we can make a space beautiful, right? I mean, that's a given, um, but you really have to kind of separate yourself, you know, otherwise how, you know, why you, right? right? And so um, what I really did is I kind of threaded my whole journey 
that got me here. So, you know, I took the fashion, um, advertising, photo styling, which is great because we do so much of, you know, our own, um, you know, like our Instagram feeds, our own yeah. photo shoots, branding shoots, all of that. Um, and it really, I really started magnetizing a different client than I had in the beginning. And so, um, you know, it really made a, a huge difference. It was like a hundred percent, uh, big difference. And so now I'm working with clients that kind of, um, they're, they are a luxury client, mm-hmm. but they're not like overly bougie. They're, they're kind of, <laughs> they're kind of like a down to earth. There's a, a full like global vibe about them. They, they're very well traveled. Sure. Um, I just feel like they, you know, me being authentic and approachable, I kind of, mirror I my clients kind of mirror that same that same vibe and so it definitely it definitely changed everything you know something you mentioned earlier about uh, creatives kind of trying to fit into a corporate environment do you find that uh, some of your clients are kind of that sort of people where they need that escape from from the corporate environment when they go home definitely definitely uh, you know right now I've been working with this uh, lawyer Mm-hmm. Um, for a year and she owns a law, a large law, law firm. And, um, but she is, but I'm like, you are in the wrong industry. <laughs> she is really a, but you know, she is a budding artist and, you know, she loves design. She's passionate. And what she does is kind of, you know, buys homes and rehabs them. And, wow. um, we're working in her primary home right now. So we're having a lot of fun bringing in, you know, original artwork and working with lots of color. Um, you know, she definitely wants to come home from, you know, the high rise building downtown yeah. and feel like, you know, a creative. And so um, that's definitely, definitely, you know, and I think also when you talk about my personal, like my personal style, I think I'm part of the experience for mm-hmm. them. Like when, when we go out or when they have a party, a lot of my clients have reveal parties and I'm like always the guest of honor, whatever. Oh, it's awesome. like, they, it's like this thing where they like, love to have their designer with them you know what I mean and you can yeah. tell right because we've got the corporate lawyer and then we'll go out we'll be in you know showrooms or whatever people know that they're with their designer yeah. and so funnily enough I've been attracting this client where they they kind of want that I noticed and so um it's been fun. It's been kind of fun to play with. That does sound fun. It's almost a little bit like that, like that uh, celebrity red carpet life, like, this is who dressed me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, you know, actually, the reveal parties have been uh, a big success for me because, you know, really? I've even woken up the next morning and had, a, a, you know, a new client. So, um, yeah, it's been real, really fun. That's a great organic way to drum up business. Definitely. It is. It is. It's fantastic. I got to imagine things are, are a little bit <laughs> different these days. Um, you know, I saw I saw that you're offering remote design services during quarantine. You know, what is what has that been like and how have you had to adjust your design process? And like, what have you learned about working remotely with your clients? Well, finally enough, I started working remotely with clients in 2014. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I've been doing it for about six years. I have, um, I mean, I'm based in Southern California and I have a client base also, funnily enough, in Arizona, mm-hmm. um, a big referral client base there. And um, so I've always worked remotely. Um, I also 
drop off and pick up my daughter at three. And so I can't drive all over town. San Diego's huge. It can take from, you know, I'm in the southern part to get to the northern part can be an hour and, you know, add traffic. It can be even longer. And so I do a lot of my deliverables anyway, um, digitally, you know, as as we're going through the process, I have a um, a project management system called MyDoma. And um, so I use it. I, I initially got it when they were in beta to do remote services. Um, but I use it for every project, whether it's local or not. And so actually it, was, it wasn't it was even a shift. The only shift I had to do was add the little um, the banner on my website. But it, it, I really did not have to shift much. Just, you know, the only thing we had to do was kind of put a pause on some of the things, um, but we're still moving forward through conceptual and, um, and you know, moving through like that um so it wasn't a big shift for me you kind of laid that foundation already by sort of embracing mm-hmm. the technology mm-hmm. exactly I mean I'm seeing a lot of people start to add it on yeah. um it, it's not a big product offering and it's not honestly not my favorite product offering either but I'm happy that I have it in place Definitely. because I am even this morning I just got another call of you know I'm working at home I cannot to look at my house anymore you know it's like that and they're not ginormous projects they're not you know the big remodels and all that um but they're kind of fun they're kind of quick and dirty Mm -hmm. and um it's it's I'm happy that I have it in place I didn't have to you know scramble to create new services or you know package things up or try to learn any software or anything I just you know just added the little banner and now that people are all are all going nuts in their spaces, you're you're in the business of helping them not lose their minds. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, it's it's been really fun to kind of. I mean, people are like at their wits end in their home. Oh, uh, yes. you know, and it's like when, by the time they they call you, like they are done. And so I'm just like, okay, send some photos over. Let's schedule a FaceTime walkthrough. You know, let's get this done, and it's it's really fun because you can do it really quickly and, right. you know, not have to go in and do all the styling and all that stuff. And, you know, how have you stayed inspired and motivated during this time? You know, how, how are you keeping that creative spark alive? Well, I'm one of the 2020 style spotters for um, High Point Market. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, so there's eight of us. And so, you know, market was canceled, obviously. Yeah. Um. So it's been fun because we're still moving through. We're, we're switching that to a virtual um, platform. Usually we, we would do that live at the end of the um, of market. Um, but so I'm researching and um, that's been really keeping me motivated and inspired just going through and, you know, finding all the uh, new spring releases yeah. that are out and trends and, you know, self-spotting. So that's that's been great. It's like perfect timing. It's been really awesome talking with you today, Rachel. I really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. KVD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com. 